Welcome to the podcast of Covenant Life Church with Pastor Robert and Julie Floyd in Jeffersonville, Indiana. We hope that you enjoy this message. So today I want to touch on the topic of choosing wisdom. Because I think outside of everything else we've talked about, and even in the context of some of the things we talked about last week, is that you and I have to make a conscious choice to choose wisdom. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been plenty of times in my life where wisdom didn't even come into the picture, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever done anything like that where you did something and wisdom was nowhere to be found in that decision? <laughs> it was like, I don't know why I did that. Don't know why I chose that, but uh, wisdom was not considered. <laughs> Amen. Anybody ever been there? Lift your hand. Come on, look around. Look around. No, hold your hand up. Come on, look around. All right, you're not alone, right? So we've all made some, some choices in our life that were not wisdom. So let's jump over to Proverbs chapter four. Jump over to Proverbs chapter four. Verse one, we read a passage of scripture here, so just hang tight. I'm watching the clock, we're okay. Hear, my children, the, instru- the instruction of a father. All right, now listen to what he's saying. Hear or listen to the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender, and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words and keep my commands and live. Verse five, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, for she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let it go. Keep her, for she is your life. I know it's a mouthful, but he's talking about wisdom. And he's saying, listen, if you will grab hold of, if you'll get wisdom, if you'll grab hold of that, if you'll attend to the words that I've spoken to you. Now he's talking this like from a father, but we know this is the word of God, so we can take it from our heavenly father that, hey, he's saying, listen, I've given you my word. I'm giving you wisdom. I'm giving you solid things in your life that if you will hear them, if you will attend to them, if you will value and prize them, if you'll order your life by them, then it's going to give you a long life. It's going to help you to live long. It's going to help to bless your life. You're going to walk in my blessing. You're going to walk in my good. You're going to walk in these things because because you apply wisdom to your life. And the thing about it here is that we are instructed to go get it, right? 
We're instructed, you get wisdom. You get it. Now I'm gonna show you it's readily available, but you are responsible for the wisdom in your life. You're responsible. I'm responsible to get wisdom. That's my thing that I've gotta be responsible to do. Now God's not withholding from you, amen? James says if any man lacks wisdom, if any man lacks wisdom, what does he need to do? Does ask. 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 So God has given us an opportunity to be able to get wisdom for our life. And listen, it's not if you get around to it or one day or if you feel like it. It's not, well, I'm too busy for wisdom. That's fine. But you don't get what wisdom produces when you're too busy to get it. Come on now. What do you mean by that? Well, Pastor Rob, I'm a child of God, so this should happen and that should happen and this should happen and that should happen. No, it shouldn't. It should because you get wisdom and then you apply wisdom to your life. Come on, listen to me. I'm helping you a lot right here. See, we, we put the pressure on God and say, well, if God wants it, it'll happen. God wants it. He wrote a whole book to get it to you. <laughs> Amen. So you and I have to be in a position to say, okay, I want that wisdom. Listen, I still talk to my parents and I still will ask them things because I want their wisdom. I still go to people over things that I know that I don't have all the knowledge or the understanding and say, what do you think about this? Because I trust them that they have wisdom in that area. But many times we can just make decisions and we really don't want wisdom because really we don't have a piece about the decision, but I really want the, what's behind the decision and I really don't want to face somebody telling me it's not a wise decision, right? I want that. I want that car. I don't care that I can't afford it. I want it. I want that house. I want that this. I want that that. I want, do you see what I'm saying? You say, well, nobody's gonna tell me what to do. I understand you could, you could be in a position where you feel, listen, but that's not the way God works. God's not trying to withhold, God's trying to bless you. But there's wisdom in that. So we have to be willing to get wisdom. So Pastor Rob, what's wisdom? Well, wisdom, real simple. It's the correct application of knowledge. In other words, I've got knowledge but if I don't know how to apply it correctly, I do not have wisdom. So I can know all the scriptures of the Bible, but if I don't know how to use them, then I don't have wisdom. I have knowledge, and it's a step closer, but I don't have wisdom. If I don't know how to apply that to my life, then it won't produce. Amen. Listen, I've had plenty of scriptures that I knew because I learned them because I've been in church or because somebody told me, but that doesn't mean I always knew, hey, how do I actually apply that? How do I actually do that? How does that actually work? But see, when I get wisdom, 
then I'm able to apply that correctly in my life. I'm able to do something. The 1828 Noah Webster Bible um, says the right use or exercise of knowledge, the choice of laudable ends, and the best means to accomplish them. I like that. The best means to accomplish something. Anybody ever accomplished something and it took like, it just seemed like you took the worst path in order to get it done? You know what I'm saying? That you wish you could go back and have that time back in your life that I tried to get this done in my own thoughts and my own this and my own that. And man, I just wish I would have had some help. Anybody ever put together something without the instructions? You know what I'm saying? And you get to the end and you've got this screw left that had to be put in like at the second step. So the only way to do it, you have two choices now, is I get to undo everything and put the screw in, or I get to just leave it out and hope for the best, <laughs> right? How many times in our lives have we left the screw out and we've just hoped for the best? Because we didn't want to face it. We didn't want to deal with it. We didn't want to go back and fix something. So we just said, well, hopefully... It'll work out. And then we'll quote, well, all things work together for the good of those that love him. <laughs> we quote that baby right out of context. Listen, God does work for your good. I'm not taken away from that. And, you know, thank God that God's mercy and grace are so wonderful. And it doesn't mean we always have to. Some things you can't go back, Right? Well, yeah, I say that a little facetiously, but the point is, though, is that it shouldn't put me in the place where I'm like, well, I don't care, and I'm not seeking wisdom, or it doesn't matter, and I stop looking and seeking wisdom in my life because, well, oh, well, God's got me. He'll take care of it. No, God's got you, and he's telling you how to fix it. Amen? So, we're instructed to get wisdom, and it's our responsibility. Listen, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. Amen? I, was, I was saw a picture, okay? I, I'll give you one instance where it might could be bliss. I saw a picture the other day, and it was, you might have seen it. It was two men fly fishing or fishing in a stream, and the picture was taken and they're fishing and like 20 yards up the hill is a grizzly bear and they're oblivious, right? During that picture, they're oblivious. Their life's not flashing before their eyes. <coughs> their lures are flashing and they're watching, they're fishing, but they don't realize what's behind them. Now they end up turning around and seeing it, you know, if you read the story, but in that moment, ignorance might be bliss as long as that bear is not pouncing on you. But sometimes we want to roll the dice and say, I'm going to overlook this or I don't, I don't want to know about this. And we hope that the bear doesn't pounce on us. Instead of backing up and say, you know what? Let me seek the Lord a little bit more. Let me, let me get a little more answer here. Let me check on this. Amen? 
It, it's important in our life that we're willing to get that. And listen, you and I saying, well, you know, I just didn't know. I understand that. And, and there are times when we just don't know. But if you try to live your life by that, that's not good. Because you and I, one day, we're going to stand before the Lord. And you saying, I just didn't know, isn't going to be an acceptable answer. It's not one of the choices. It's not a choice that he's given you. Because he's given you his word. He's given you his spirit. He's put us in his church, in his body, as it's pleased him. He's done everything that could be perfectly done to ensure that you and I can fulfill and do and be who we're called to be. You listening to me? Amen. But it's up to us to choose wisdom. It's up to us to seek that out in our life. We've got to be willing to do that. Proverbs 4, 7, he says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Well, understanding is being able to perceive or discern, and it also means giving heed to. So he wants you and I to get wisdom, and he wants us to have understanding. God doesn't want you to live life and not have any understanding of, of your life or what you should do or how you should respond or how you should act. I realize there's times when we don't know, but God will reveal to you and give to you what you need in your life in order to make wise decisions, in order to make wise choices so that you and I get to live in the beneficial so when he gives you wisdom and he gives you understanding, then it's going to lead you into the most beneficial path that you can take to accomplish what God has asked you to accomplish through your life, what God wants to do through you. And the problem comes sometimes is because in the natural Natural wisdom says one thing, and we say, well, God, in order for me to do this, then I, I, I need to go do that. And God's saying, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you to do this over here. And we say, no, God, if I do this over here, it's not going to lead me to there. I've got to go this way. And we argue with God. And we'll argue with God over those things in our life because in our eyes, what we see may seem like the best path to where God wants us to go when most of the time it isn't. The Bible says that there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end it is, leads to what? Come on, say it. Death, destruction. There's a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death, leads to destruction. Really, many times what happens is in our life is we don't want wisdom because wisdom most of the time involves somebody else and we just don't really want anybody else to know what's really going on. I don't want help because I don't want anybody to know. I don't want them to know the real me. I don't want them to know the broken me. I don't want them to know the things in me that aren't right. I, I just want them to see the church me, the happy me. You know what I'm saying? The wave my hand and worship me, you know, or whatever. That's all I want people to see. 
So I'm not going to look for wisdom. I'm not really going to find out what the answer is because I feel ashamed because I'm lacking. And the problem is, is there's no shame when you lack wisdom. The shame is when you don't ask. The shame isn't in the lack. The shame isn't in the brokenness. Are you listening to me? That's not where the shame is. It takes a lot of courage. Everybody is broken in something. Now, I realize we've been made whole in Christ Jesus, but that doesn't mean that everything in our life has been perfected in the sense that we're walking in it, right? So we all got stuff. We all got things that we ought to be willing to ask for help and get wisdom on. And you're never too old for wisdom, and you're certainly not ever too young for it. And the thing is, God wants you to have it. God's not worried about your image in the sense of who you look like in front of people and the natural because God sees you in the image of Christ. You, you and I are in Christ. If you're a born-again child of God, you're in Christ. You're hidden in him. The Bible says there's no slave, there's no free, there's no male, there's no female in Christ. And God wants to help you and he wants to help me to make good decisions in our life. Why? So that we can live the most beneficial and profitable and fruitful and righteous life that we can live. And you know what? Even in your best efforts, you're going to make mistakes. Right? You and I are going to make missteps. We're going to make mistakes. But I'll tell you what, when we make a mistake in our endeavor to be able to meet God and follow God and we make a mistake, man, there's so much easier for God to work with than when we just fold our arms and choose and say, you know what, I'm not going to listen to God. I know I should do this, but. Right? Whenever you put a but in your response to God, there's always going to be a but in your answer. God's going to say, I wanted to do this, but. You listening to me? You say, oh, well, God can. No, no, listen. We've got some decisions to make. And thank God, God can still work even when we make mistakes. So I, I, I don't want anybody here that, that says there's no condemnation in Christ. This isn't about being condemned or feeling guilty or feeling ashamed. This is about how do I fulfill what God wants me to do? And how do I do it in the most beneficial and fruitful and wise way in order to get it done? Because that, that's what I want for my life. Amen. And I may have made a poor choice yesterday, but I can make a better choice today. And I thank God that every day, the, that's why the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new. You can't bleed his mercies dry. They're new every morning. Now there can be consequences from decisions, natural consequences, right? And there can be spiritual ones. But even in those, God will help work to bring you back around to where you need to be just sometimes when we make wrong decisions, it may take a little longer to get there. Just depends. It depends on the situation. But God will always be working in your life and my life for us to be on track.
and he's not gonna beat you up or condemn you or, or, or anything like that just because you made a mistake. He's not gonna point his finger at you and say, you're stupid, you know? You made a mistake, you're, you're worthless. He, he never does any of that. Those thoughts are from the devil. They're not from God, right? First Corinthians chapter two, verses four through eight. Jump over there real quick and give you a couple more scriptures and we'll. Might want to back up. First Corinthians chapter two. Many of you, you've heard this scripture, you've known it, but listen to what he says. Verse four, he says, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our faith shouldn't rest in just the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And then you go in verse 9, and some people will quote this, and they'll say, well, you know, eye is not seen, or ears heard, or has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Like God doesn't know what's going on. We don't know what's happening. Okay, but listen to the next verse. It says, but... God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. You see, you've got the Holy Spirit in you. The spirit of wisdom lives in you as a believer. The Bible says he's both in you and with you and he's there and you've got that, so you have access to the wisdom of God. You've got the word of God. You've got the spirit of God in your life that he'll guide you and lead you and help show you and bring revelation from the word and what it really means in our life, amen? It's available to us, God's not withholding. Moses prayed in Psalms 90 verse 12, he says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom so that I can make every day count and I can use my time wisely and use the gift of God wisely and use what he's put in my hands wisely. Why? So that it'll produce the most fruit that it can produce. It's, God never intended for your life to be this life of trying to see how perfect you can look. That's not how God intended our Christian life to be, is how, how good of a Christian can I look like? Paul told Timothy, it's a form of godliness. A formula, it's just this form that if I, if I dress this way, if I do this, if I do that, and then you've got, you know, used to is full tie and suit and, and, and you know, always dressed up, and then, then it was the, 
you know, the, 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 the right kind of jeans that you had to wear. And, and you know what I'm saying? It's funny because if you go back and look at church history, you can just watch the, the, the movements go through. And it wasn't ever about the movement. It was always about Jesus. It's always about who I am in Christ. And it's about what he's called me to do and he's, who he's called me to be. And it doesn't matter if I wear a shirt and tie. It doesn't matter if I wear a coat or not. It doesn't matter if I wear jeans. It doesn't matter. All those things aren't as important as me being in Christ and reflecting who Jesus Christ is. It's not if I look spiritual and look the part. It is do I live the part in my life to where Jesus is being able to work through me to be able to touch the world in which I live. Amen. Yes, you can clap for Jesus for that. So in my life, that's what I'm after. The Bible says, you can write these down. I encourage you to go back and read them. Joshua, Deuteronomy 34, 9. The Bible says he was full of the spirit of wisdom. Isaiah 11, 2, I already read this to you a couple of Sundays ago. That Jesus had the spirit of wisdom. Daniel 5, 14 says that Daniel had a spirit of wisdom and understanding. And it set him above the others. Acts chapter 6, verse 3, New Testament scripture, where they were having a problem with the ministry to uh, the widows, and they were complaining, and they said, listen, it's not right for us to leave the word of God in prayer. You choose out some men among you that are full of the spirit, full of wisdom, to appoint over this business, to get the business done. You see what I'm saying? And our lives. So you and I, because of the Spirit of God, we have access to the wisdom of God and we can be wise people. You may not be wise in everything, right? There's some things I'm not wise. There are very few things, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just trying to wake you up a little bit. Um, there are things that I, I don't have the depth in or something. You know what I'm saying? But then there's areas where I, that I do have wisdom. Where, where God's anointing is on my life for that and because I have applied myself to gain wisdom and to apply wisdom to my life. You all know about Solomon. In 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, God says because you asked for wisdom, he said you didn't ask for possessions, you didn't ask for wealth, you didn't ask for honor or the life of those who hate you, and you've not even asked for a long life, but you've asked for wisdom and knowledge. Now listen, for yourself, that you may govern my people over whom I have made you king. He says wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. I will also with that give you riches, possessions, and honor such as none of the kings had who were before you, none after you shall have. He said, because you weren't just asking for money, you weren't just asking for this and that for you, you were asking for wisdom from me so that you could fulfill my kingdom. Uh, because of that, I'm gonna give you everything else. You want another New Testament scripture that solidifies that? Matthew, seek first, what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What things? All the stuff that the world seeks after. He said, I'll just give it to you. If you will seek my kingdom, 
right? So I'm going to seek your authority, your wisdom, your way of doing things. If I'll seek that and make that the priority of my life, he says, I'll give you all this other stuff. And so many times we're seeking all the other stuff at the expense of the kingdom. We're, we're chasing things down, amen? And I just wanna encourage you, God wants you blessed. God wants your needs. God wants you to have an abundance. In other words, God says, I'll give you that. I don't have a problem with that, but I gotta be the priority, amen? And wisdom is the priority of that. I, I, I wanna seek wisdom. This, this book here is filled with wisdom. It's not just stories, it's principles and their wisdom that if I will learn and grab hold of it, God will always be able to give me a word in season for whatever I'm facing to help get me through. He'll give me the wisdom to do it. And I realize, you know, you may be facing a situation and there's not a scripture in reference for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you back up, you'll get the underlying principle about what to do. And then God will bring clarity to that as far as your specific situation. He'll help you. But you and I have to ask. We have to seek after it. And many times in our life, we, will, we, we, we don't mind being ignorant. So I'll give you an example. If you struggle in your marriage, then you ought to be seeking wisdom about how to have a better marriage. Amen. We got three life groups right now. What are we doing? We're studying how to have a better marriage. Amen. If you have problem with finances, you ought to be seeking wisdom uh, concerning the word of God about your finance. What are the principles? What has God said he would do? You see what I'm saying? But, but instead of seeking that, we'll say, well, I just need a better job. Maybe you do. I'm not, a, I'm not saying you don't. But maybe you just don't know how to handle your money and it doesn't matter how much money you made, you would still be in the position you're in. I don't know, right? So if that's you, I don't know. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know anything, okay? <laughs> so your marriage, your job, how to be a good employee. You see what I'm saying? All of those things God gives us wisdom for in our life. And he wants to help us with that. How to fulfill what he's called you to do. He wants to help you with that. Amen. And I tell you what, he loves you so much. He's not withholding anything from you or from me. He wants us to have wisdom in our life. He wants us to do well. He wants us to succeed. Yes, you're gonna have some challenges. Yes, you're gonna have some things. But even building the foundation of your life, Jesus said, if you build it on the sand, then what happens when the storms come, it's gonna mess your house up. But if you dig deep and build it on the, the firm foundation, you're gonna be okay. So there's wisdom on every level of our life. Amen. Bow your heads with me today. We pray that you got something out of this message today. We'd love for you to join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. at Covenant Life Church in Jeffersonville, Indiana.